it's Halloween and instead of talking about mediumship, shall we talk about some of our ghost experiences that we've had over yeah, the years? Yeah, I think that's good because there is definitely a paranormal world out there, you know, and, uh, uh, well, use the word paranormal lightly. Um, spirit interactions are probably uh, probably better suited, you know, at various uh, locations that we've uh, been to and we've covered uh, a, a hell of a lot, haven't we, Martin, between the two of us? Yeah, absolutely. And I think also as well, Ian, is I think the reason we have a reputation that when things happened or allegedly happened, we were always very hard on the evidence. And so if, if we had a bang, if we had a tap or if we saw something, we tried to replicate it. We tried to work out what it was. And anybody who came on uh, on a ghost hunt with myself or Ian or, or both of us together, we literally tried to work out absolutely every aspect of it. And then we would actually say that was something unusual, that was something paranormal. So, yeah, some of the some of the stories that we'll talk about today, we absolutely worked out beyond everything that you know. But we we weren't left with any other option but to say that was something really unusual. That was you know abs- something absolutely paranormal, spirit interaction, as you say. One place that stood out for me, and I, and at one time. We were doing events there probably once or twice a month. So it was a regular place that I was visiting. And that was Dudley Castle, uh, which is in the West Midlands of the United Kingdom. Dudley Castle, it's it's a Norman castle. Then obviously it was used for the next six, seven hundred years. And it's bang in the middle of a zoo, <laughs> which, yeah. which is quite petrifying because sometimes you'd be walking around at two or three o'clock in the morning from one location to another. And you would hear three or four lions roaring and, and it would sound like that they were in the same area as you. Yeah, yeah. You'd be kind of walking around thinking, oh, my God, are the lions <laughs> loose something? <laughs> yeah. And you're walking around with 20 or so members of public. So you're thinking, come on, get in quick. <laughs> Do you know, I don't want to lose anyone tonight. So Wasn't there a crazy badger that kept on running around that place? There was a crazy badger. I mean. Well, it's interesting you'd mentioned the crazy badger because one of the experiences we had was you, you've got Dudley Castle uh, and it's got walls all the way around it and then it's got a central uh, courtyard. But just on the outskirts was a meerkat enclosure. Yes, there was meerkats there. Uh, and there was an old cottage and the cottage, it dates back, I think, to around the 1600s. And originally it was the site of a barn and then it became the zookeeper's cottage. And apparently in the 1950s and 60s, one of the zookeepers used to live there with a cheetah and people used to come round and see him taking the cheetah for a walk or or the cheetah would be in his living room and people would see him. And and he was a bit of a character. So anyway, one night, right at the beginning, when we started investigating Dudley, we were there one particular night and I was talking to the tour guide, Jamie, and he said to me, he said, uh, oh, as we walk past here, please be quiet because it's the zookeeper's cottage. So I told everybody to be quiet. So we all walked past and there was a light on in the window. Uh, the curtains were closed. They were kind of a, a ready morph sort of colour. Uh, you could see somebody walking around. So I said, shh, to everybody, be quiet. We all walked past and then we continued on our way because we were going to another location. And this happened probably, I don't know, three, four times, something like that. And one morning I said to Jamie, I said, oh, I said, what was going off in the zookeeper's cottage last night? I said, the lights were on until like three, four o'clock in the morning. He said, what lights? I said, the light, the the, the zookeeper. I said, I don't know if he's ill or something. He said, the zookeeper doesn't live there. I said, well, who lives there? 
He said, come with me. We finished our breakfast and we went outside and we went to the zookeeper's cottage yeah. and he pushed open the door and inside it was completely stripped and ripped out. It, there was there was no uh, there, there was no plaster on the walls. It, it, there was rubbish on the floor. I said, nobody's lived in here for for about 30 years. And I said, well, why did you say be quiet? It's the zookeeper's house. He said, I was joking with you. <laughs> and I said, but we all saw the light. And I said, and since then, we've you know, kind of move from location to location. And we've seen the lights on and we actually thought somebody was in there. He said, no, nobody lives in there at all. There wasn't even curtains on the wall, uh, curtains on the window. Yeah. Ian. So yeah. how did we see a light, figures moving around and curtains? So did we see ghost curtains? <laughs> well, no, the, the thing is, you know, as we've, as we as, as we speculated, whether you look at it as purely the stone tape theory, the essence is, is that there must be some sort of capture there, maybe even in the Earth's, Mag- uh, Earth's magnetic field that gives a resonance of how it used to be. You know, when you walk around the inside of buildings, normally, you know, you can you can get oh, they they have red curtains, they have blue curtains, the carpet or the you know, you just get it's all in full colour. You know, yeah. um, so the facets there is that the right you know the people were in the right mind. You know, they were obviously wanting to be scared or wanting to have a paranormal occurrence, and then so that mindset is open to the possibility of that happening. And there it is. I do not feel that you could say it's a mass hallucination because well, it wasn't like we were seeing a figure and therefore a hallucination. It was literally the house living room or what we perceived yeah. to be the living room. Yeah, had had red curtains, had a light at the other side of the curtain, so it was lighting them up, and there was definitely figures walking around. Or one or one or two figures were walking around, and it yeah. just looked like a normal house scene. It just lo- literally looked like a an old cottage with lights. And it's interesting. A person who became one of our members of staff was actually on that event, and she clearly remembered the pink curtain, mm. pinky red curtains, yeah. and, and the light on there. And when she took events for a while, she told people. Can you please be quiet? Because the zookeeper lives here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was, it, 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 and it was such a weird experience. And 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 I think, as you say, it, it is kind of a recording in that we were walking past, and maybe it was some sort of resonance that was happening of the, at the time of, you know, yeah. maybe they were having an argument, maybe there was something happened, and no, there was no murders or killings or anything. It's something of emotional content happened, and and it recorded it and. As we walked past, it just kept kept on recording. Uh, it kept on replaying this this recording. It's interesting though. What is interesting is once we found out that it wasn't the zookeeper's cottage, I think it was only seen once before. Uh, once again, where the the lights were on. Yeah. But apart from that, we never saw it again. No, um, I uh, never saw that in all my visits. Really, really weird. And and I think the other thing that stands out for Dudley. There are loads and loads of experiences I could tell you. Loads of experiences, yeah. sightings, sightings of a girl ghost, a monk, uh, stone throwing, coin throwing, playing around with evidence. But the two things I wanted to highlight was firstly that the you know just the mundaneness of of a house seemingly coming alive for a night and us not yeah. realizing. Yeah. And then secondly, I think it's mine and Ian's favorite possibly is without fail the last weekend of august and oh, it was always on a, uh, always on a saturday at the last weekend of august we would have without a doubt we'd be sat in the undercroft which was a, a norman undercroft yeah and originally kind of like a the medieval house then it became a part of the chapel 
but we would hear without a doubt, and I know what you're, you're going to say, it was cannons. Definitely, without a shadow of doubt. The flow of vib- uh, was vibrating, you know. Uh, I was in the forces, so I've been close to live fire demos, you know, of tanks and field guns. Uh, so I have an understanding of what A, the sound is, and B, how it the energy sort of permeates through the ground in that rumbling, you know. So to me, I thought to myself, that's like a cannon. Honestly, it's just an uh, amazing experience. I must say, we used to book it on purpose. I think the first time we booked uh, Dudley Castle was 2001, and we experienced that August experience. We, we realised that weekend was consistently an active weekend. So I think between 2002 and 2011, I think, roughly, we always had that weekend. Ian, you must have done majority of those on that weekend. And consistently... If we didn't have the cannons, there was other activity that kicked oh, off that weekend. And it was just endless. Um, I used to look, I used to look forward to it, and I was, I was skeptical when people, you know, used to read stories or see, see the documentaries on the your TV, an anniversary ghost, you know, so and so walks around the parapets on the anniversary of a passing, and I thought, what a load of crap. Until I went to Dudley Castle, and I thought, there's got to be something in this. It it's, really was. Again, it, it was boom. Boom. It was really bizarre. It, it was absolutely. And I always remember a few years later, I actually got chance to climb up onto the top of the undercroft. Um, there was a, a some scaffolding and some safe uh, safe walkways put up. I, I, w- I went up the stairs and I walked into the ruins and had a look at the undercroft when I got an overhead picture. It wasn't like it was connected to anything because it actually wasn't connected to the rest of the building. There was actually a, a, a walkway or an alleyway in between the rest of the building. So it was just literally uh, the Undercroft was just a apex building. And that's all it was. There was, a, there was. there was nothing that I could see that could cause the vibration. Directly behind it was just a, sw- a small swimming pool with seals. Now, we never had the cannons at all. I don't remember hearing them any other time apart from that no, weekend. No, definitely not. Yeah, really bizarre place. And, and again, I think it comes back down to sort of ghost energy, uh, repeating yeah. ghost energy on an anniversary. And and they're just two very weird experiences that stood out for me at Dudley. Just, I just thought they were so weird and typical of what the paranormal is and what ghosts are about, really, yeah. is that what you can imagine you think a ghost experience will be, sometimes it can be as mundane as, uh, some pink curtains with a light behind or hearing every weekend at the end of August the sound of cannons firing somewhere. I uh, remember my first visit there was the 5th of Jan- 5th of June 2003 and uh, I, I, only, I only know that because I keep records of, uh, where I've, of where I've been and I write or used to write reports I was doing a little bit of mediumship with the with the audience and remember that suit of armour that's what yeah. was played yeah and that was in the back, and I said, oh, I've, I've got a young lady, she looks about this old. She, well, she wasn't called Emily, mind, and she was about such and such old. And then um, suddenly there's a, like a, somebody hit the, the breastplate, you know, bang, and everybody just, you know, including Jamie, everybody yeah. just did one of those Mexican waves with their, with their bodies trying to get them from the back to the front. You know? it, it was like World War Z, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was like the zombies; they were climbing <laughs> on top of each other to run away from this piece of uh, this piece of rattling um, yeah. old armor. It was interesting because the timing of it 
it goes beyond coincidence because Ian really was sensing and feeling something in that area, was talking about it, and then suddenly it went, and then everybody kind of started climbing on top of each other to get to me and Ian. And me and Ian stood there thinking, hang on, (laughs) what do we do here? You know, you imagine sort of 30 people climbing on top of each other, running to you, which was it's kind of what are we gonna do? do you know? <laughs> it was ever so funny. I like that though, the World War Z sort of thing. You know, it, it was, not it? Uh, it 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 puts it sets the scene. I just I just found it funny. You know, the the fact like say spin it the same way here and people are legging it. You know, bless them. What's one of the weirdest experiences you've ever had? One of them that sticks in my uh, in my mind is uh, a farmhouse in Bradwell's. You know, Bradwell's farmhouse. I think that's down. Milton Keynes, yeah, Milton Keynes way. Yeah, and uh, I uh, I turned up early because I was doing a little bit of hosting as well as the mediumship and that. You know, I'd had the code sent to me, and when you put the code in, you open the door. There's like a beep beep, you know, as you as you come in and close the door after you. So I walk around the uh, building, put all the tea and coffee in the kitchen, and then all the uh, lights were on. So I uh, I went upstairs just to do the health and safety check, you know, had a look around where the rooms were. And then I came into the, then the, the place I went into last was um, uh, like a like a cafetiere type of, like cafetiere, cafeteria type of thing. There was, I think there was six to eight tables you know six by six by four solid wood and then there were solid wooden chairs with their seats on top of the table the legs pointing upwards and i uh, and i walked in i can uh, remember saying oh well that's a job i got to do for the uh, public arrive you know and i'll get everything nice and sorted i thought in the meantime i got there earlier earlier than i think or that i thought i would do so i just went and had a couple of cup couple of cups of coffee and sat in the room next sat in the room next uh, door which is only a wall's width between the two rooms and then I thought, oh, well, I'll go and put those tables up. So I came back into the, I, you know, not knowing the layout of the place. I walked all the way around to the front, not knowing there was, a, not knowing there was two, there was two doors there to the uh, same room. And I, and I walked in, and every chair was stood on the floor, all pushed under the table, set up, ready. You know, I thought, hey. And I questioned myself because I thought, hey. I didn't hear wooden chairs being moved onto a wooden floor. I didn't hear the door go. You know, it goes beep, beep. I didn't hear that go. And I was only in the room next next door. Now, I wasn't scared. I was just thought to myself, am I overtired and not realised that the chairs were already set up and thinking this? And I thought, I, I, I remember chiding myself. I said, I should have took a bloody photo on walking round, which normally I I do as a, as a reference point in case anything gets moved later. So I thought this is a bit weird. So uh, I was okay. So I thought, right, I'll just pop in and see the uh, see the uh, caretaker because it was, you know, it wasn't that late in the evening. So I knocked on the door and I and I said, oh, sorry to bother you. And you know, I mentioned what had just happened, and he and he just sort of smirked at me and said, no, said none of uh, none of my lads have been in. And he sort of smiles, you know, as if to say this has happened before. Do you know what I mean? I went back in. I had a, uh, a uh, cup of had a cup of coffee and waited for the for the team and the public to turn up. Uh, I was just, you know, first of all, I said thank you for helping me set up. But I was just, I thought I never heard a noise, never heard a dicky bow, you know, not a dicky bird. Sorry, I never heard. That's it. really bizarre, isn't it? That, that you know, all those chairs were moved, but you didn't actually hear anything. Now, even if somebody had come in like a like a caretaker, you'd have heard them walking around. You'd have heard them yeah, moving definitely. chairs. Yeah. I, did anything else happen at Bradwell's? 
obviously we have a like a little sum up after the uh, after the evening it was a bit of a a bit of a strange night energy wise people were getting quite uh, scared and when we're doing the uh, wrap up i was stood to one in the room facing in with the crowd my uh, teammate was next to me we're just chatting just chatting away and then uh, somebody noticed you know in gasp there was uh, one of these tall units you know you put plates in the top and then you have the drawers oh, dresser yeah yeah yeah, yeah. solid wood you know as old you know really old thing and one of the drawers just pushed out it wasn't slow but it wasn't fast enough to take the drawer completely out of its housing it just opened and i went hey and somebody said oh it's got string to it i said whoa I said i've not touched it at all you know so i said so i said to somebody can you come and stand here i gently closed the uh, closed the uh, drawer too and then i sort of well anyway what do you reckon the night folks what was your best part what was this and then the drawer beneath it that opened you know to much squealing to the person who was there <laughs> and, I, and i said it wasn't me and they were just looking at me and and i said folks can we give you know just can we say thank you to spirit you know whatever and these little things happening drawers opening that table thing I was uh, but it didn't I was there for two for, for two nights and nothing of the same you know with the chairs happened the second night I mean this is a crazy thing to say actually but I've always felt that spirit are one step ahead of us and, and actually Definitely. they they are <laughs> you know when I've had multiple cameras set up why is one camera turned off which is the one that could have actually filmed the experience and the other two that are just slightly out of view uh, of when things, something kicks off and uh, why are they recording but not the one and it's like spirit turns off that particular camera or whatever but yeah. I, it is how spirit operates and and often you get this feeling that you will go into one room and spirit is operating in another room on purpose and one location i think we should talk about it's a location that really sort of threw me the first time i went was uh it cusworth hall uh near barnsley that's uh, sorry near doncaster it's such a weird place really old uh building but activity wise it was really weird i i remember going into the cellar there and uh, the first time I went and above me, it sounded like a, a almost like a dance hall. It sounded like somebody was having yeah. a dance. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what what's going off here? So there's, there's me and my little groups sat there thinking, what's going off? And you could hear these people skipping around, dancing, talking. And I'm thinking, this is ridiculous. So I kind of went upstairs and there was nobody there. They, they, uh, in fact, they were in, was it the extension? I think it was. Or... No, I think I think they were on the top floor, weren't they? Yeah, it, it, it was just bizarre. And, and that sort of ground floor, I didn't do the cellar again, but that sort of ground floor was a very weird place for me. I, I we, we um, I always remember we, we were on the stairs of, of Cusworth Hall and this is one of the last events I did. We were on the stairs, and as we looked down the corridor, we saw a door open, and then the toilet door open, which had a light in there, and then it closed behind itself, but there was nobody there. <laughs> it was like, and everybody went, who was that? I said, did you see it? Could you see anyone? They, went, they said, no. I said, well, no, I couldn't see anybody either. <laughs> there was nobody there, you know. It, but one door opened, and then it, and then the toilet door opened. And when the toilet door opened, it lit up all the corridors, so we could see. There was nobody there. Nobody opened the door at all. It was it was a weird place. I kept having experiences like that. I, I, what sort of experiences did you did you have? 
most I found for for my yourself going in the kitchen area, it was very very bizarre. It's a little bit of a cold place, uh, you know. The open well not open windows, but uh, you know it was it's just stone, so it really was uh, really was cold. But we used to have uh, we would hear footsteps coming up to the door to get into the room and you could hear them because it's a stone flagged floor and then there was nobody there we had the door handle turned and I would say to somebody would you what would you please stand by the door in case you hear somebody coming up and they just I am doing that I ain't doing that you know in case somebody mm-hmm. somebody you did but it was very very bizarre you know and there's some very very strange energies there and like i say uh as we as we could we could make a whole podcast just on one venue but yeah, easily I found it a very interesting place. I had uh, one experience on the very, very top floor. I, I think it used to be the servants' quarters. And one of the groups came to the door and said, oh, hi, and Simon there. I said, no, mate. I said, I just heard you talking to him. I said, no, there's me. I said, no, there's not. There's Simon here as well. And I said, no. And Simon was in the cellar, but people heard him uh, talking to me. And I thought, well, no, I was right the other way of the of the end of the corridor. But it was uh, it was bizarre. I was hearing noises coming up that stairs. You could hear the thump, 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 and I thought somebody's coming up. I thought it's one of the groups telling us go, telling to go down, and there was just nobody there. Well, we had a similar experience, and uh, one one of the last times again, we was on the stairs. I could sense spirit moving upstairs. For me, my, and this is my only personal experience, it almost feels like an energy field is moving around. I can sense it above, you know, kind of, it, I, I was on the ground floor, but I could feel that there was energy above me moving around and I could yeah. feel it moving. So I, could, I, I was visualizing and sensing at the same time. So I was thinking, right, if it's, I could feel it moving to the left of me, that means it's in that room. So I could feel it moving around. If some of you are thinking, well, why is spirit walking around and 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 doing this while we're on a ghost hunt? I think it, looking back on on that, the reason why is because it wanted me to go into that room. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't go into that room, and then it became physical. And what happened was we was on the stairs, and quite clearly we heard footsteps. What sounded like I would almost say like a lady Victorian and with hard shoes, and I could hear it on the wood. It walked on the stairs and we thought it was somebody else uh, coming to see us. And as it walked around the corner, there was nothing there. So everybody started screaming (laughs) (laughs) and uh, running in the opposite direction. And being the good event organiser, I shouted to everybody, switch your torches on! (laughs) 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 Keep running, but just switch your torches on. uh, But I'm sat there on the stairs by, uh, by myself while uh, the spirit's walking towards me but it was a good experience i mean i mean I mean, this is the thing is is spirit was very very active there and willing to talk and and I, and just to sum up for cussworth the the best experience was it was the last event wasn't it that we did yes. And, uh, yes. and there is actually a newspaper article uh, online about this the very last experience we were in the cellar and there's a little room that's been converted to a victorian uh, school room it wasn't a victorian school room but they've converted it for school visits and we weren't investigating in that room we, we'd been in shown everybody uh, i think simon uh, who was one of the organizers he he checked everything over uh, simon is a shall we say a skeptical believer i'd like to say and we came out and we started to do a vigil in uh, the corridor next to the school we kept hearing noises in there. We kept hearing bangs, footsteps, all sorts of noises. It was a very, very weird night. 
we went back in because there was a noise and it sounded like a, a like a, a rubber a skull rubber being thrown or something like that it, it was definitely like a weird dull noise we said right okay can we have two volunteers to go in and do a check with simon so they can you know so if something's moved that and they went in and they all spotted it at the same time and there was a massive handprint on the cho- on on the chalkboard it was massive and all it, it was a big hand it was bigger than my hand i don't have particularly big man hands but um, but it was a really big hand one thing that struck me and I, and i said well let's try and replicate this on another part of the board i put my hand on the board and when i did it and took my hand away there was no imprint and the only way i could get my hand to look like that was actually to wet it slightly yeah. and then put it on and it removed the chalk dust that was underneath uh-huh. so whatever touched it removed the chalk dust now i'm not saying the hand was wet but i'm saying that what energy or whatever it was it removed the chalk dust and left the imprint of this this mm-hmm. massive male hand it had to be a male hand and uh, and it was definitely not on there before because luckily one of the attendees came into the room and actually took a number of photographs and the area where the hand was there was no handprint um, so we actually had evidence that it happened during yeah. our vigil. And we know 100% that we all stayed in the room next to it, not actually going to that room. And there was no other access to that place either. No, no. You have to, like I say, you have to go. I think I was in the, I was in one of the, one of the side rooms, wasn't I? So that with a, yeah, with a small group of people. So the people, somebody would have to walk past me in that room to get to you. Uh, absolutely no nobody could have got got in there nobody could have faked it because we had the backup of the uh, previous photograph but there was the a physical handprint left there and for me what m- makes this ultimately something paranormal is if i just slapped my hand on the board it left no imprint yeah or it left such a faded imprint you couldn't really see it but that hand looked like it was a wet hand mm. it looked like it'd been created by whatever it did it removed the chalk dust when you think about it if it was one of the one of the group there would have been water on the floor where they where they use one of their water bottles you know the water from the water bottles yeah. to the hand and also somebody would be walking around with a chalky hand and it would be yeah. no doubt on their it would be on their coat it would be on their trousers it would be you know somebody would have spotted it and nobody had enough time to do it no nobody had enough time to kind of fake it so so there is weirdness out there, isn't there, Ian? If you go yeah. out to look for it, there is definitely. You know, one of the, one of the things I I like to add is people have this belief. You know, where if it's Halloween, um, if it's a full moon, that things are going to be a lot more sparked off. And now, uh, being a analyst, uh, uh, Martin, bless you, you kind of let me do some little experiments. You know, where and I gathered information for a little while from people, nothing personal. You know, not their name, contact number, or anything like so it was less active on a full moon or a Halloween than it was throughout the summer or the winter, to be honest. You know, it just it just seems to me either the right mix of people or it was just active on some nights and not not necessarily Halloween. I had nothing to bear on it other than people's expectation. Into yeah, 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 I think that's a bit of a killer, to be honest. I think you're right. That expectation does kill uh, does kill people's interactivity with spirit and ghosts. But uh, but secondly, is we used to do a lot of events. Our most popular month was actually August, believe it or not. We used yeah. to run up to 30, 
30, 35 events in August compared to October, which used to probably have about 25, 29 events in yeah. the individual ghost hunts. But in August, uh, when it's light, um, people used to say, oh, I don't think I'm going to sense anything tonight. But we used to have the most active times. It, it, do you know, it was, it, do you know, August used to be a cracking month. It used to be light, it used to be warm. Um, yeah. It didn't used to be, you know, minus four like we experienced in uh, Woodchester Mansion once. Yeah. Or oh, Dudley Castle, in fact, where somebody actually got uh, flu, I think, because it was that, <laughs> yeah. that yeah. cold. But they did come in nightclub clothing for some reason. Yeah, I know, one or two. What about that um, that battlefield we did? That was August, wasn't it? Yeah, that was August, and we had some really good experiences. We went to Sedgemoor Battlefield. Uh, we have talked about it before, but um, but again, we were in the open air. We could hear a motorway. In fact, we had a helicopter fly over at one time. Yeah. But we had some good experiences and some good EVP as well. We had some good yeah. responses and uh, and fantastic spirit communication with Ian. And uh, we've talked about it before. We'll have to we'll have to actually put the video up on. Um, uh, I've still got the video and I, I, we'll have to put the report onto our Sentier 2 YouTube channel. So if you like to uh, go on to uh, uh, onto YouTube, all of our podcasts are on there, are, are available if you want to listen to them. So, so let's wrap this up. We hope you yep. all have a fantastic Halloween and uh, whatever you're doing, whether you celebrate it or not, or whether you just uh, decide to hide away and watch something on television, whatever you do, whatever you're doing, enjoy it. And uh, may your... God be with you. Yeah. Hey, I like that. Thank you, Martin, and uh, and wish you well, everybody who listens. Bless you.